Welcome to Bonus Barrel. I'm Rob. With me today is... Laugh. And Seiji. Top of the show. First things first. Lef and I have come... We have noticed this trend while playing Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. So, so we play Heroes of the Storm pretty much every night at the same time with, with some friends. Of What's Heroes of the Storm? <laughs> That's uh, Blizzard's MOBA game. Yeah. You know, and um, where you play against another team to destroy their base. Yeah. yeah. That's what a MOBA base that's, is. That's... So we play pretty consistently, but every once in a while, our group of five, which is the max yeah. for your group. And, and also, I also want to say, we, we usually, we just do quick matches. They're yeah. not, no. not yeah. super competitive, casual very matches. casual matches. We're casual. Yes. We're average at best. Yeah, we're average at best. Yeah. So sometimes our main group can't play with us, so it's just me, Left, and Greg usually. And so two people are kind of left, are pugs. Yeah. And so, in two separate games, we've now learned that even though you're winning the game and doing well, that's not enough. <laughs> if you play the safe route that will let you win and not rush it, you're, you're doing you're it bad. Wrong. <laughs> you're, you're, you're playing bad. Yeah. You'll hear that. You'll see bad games spammed in chat. Bad game. Bad game. Yeah. And I'm like, but we're winning. And they're like, yeah, but not fast enough. What? Playing too yeah. safe. We were <laughs> we were winning. We had a very significant lead on our opponents. And our ally was complaining that we weren't being aggressive enough, yeah. and that we—it was a bad game. Yeah. In quotation. We were stopping pushes so that yeah. we didn't lose our towers, we so that they didn't get catapults. Playing too defensively, but we should have just rushed the core yeah. anyways. I guess, yeah, I don't which know. wasn't a guaranteed win because we still knocked down our towers. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, and the whole point is. It, it took like an extra five minutes. <laughs> the games aren't even long. No, twenty minutes. They were yeah. They were complaining like tw- like fifteen minutes in. Bad yeah. game. Bad. I'm like, and I'm like, we we're one, and we're like, good game. You know, to be polite, you're like, bad game. Yeah. <laughs> so that's weird. So winning it, is not it's enough. It's making me want to play with pugs. Anymore. I think it's hilarious. Like, it, was, it just annoyed me. I want to push it. I want to see more people be angry about that. <laughs> Look, I get the idea of winning fast is is fun, I guess. But I like I just play to have fun. Like I don't. Yeah, that, and that was the argument you brought up last night because it was just like. Well, don't you want to play the game? Yeah, I don't to rush it. Especially with a lot of free-to-play games, the mentality is just, like, get through it as quick as you can. Not to actually sit there, immerse yourself, and enjoy a game. Yeah. It's just to plow through it, you know what I mean? And MMOs are bad for that. That's, I don't even that's what s- you want. It's just, yeah. like, you want to just... Oh, it's always a rush. This yeah, it's, just, it's a rush, right? No one, like, when, when, when I was playing World of Warcraft... You know, no one wants to actually take their time to go through a dungeon. They want to speed run through that dungeon. No there, one wants to take a, their time. There's a difference to that, though. Because I was guilty of that. So my first playthrough, I took my time really slow. Uh, other characters, I would want to go fast. But I'd want to go fast to get to 80 to do PvP and, and, all, and all that stuff. So that was the reason. There was a means to end so I could play the end game. But with, with Here's a Storm, this is the game. <laughs> if one of one matches, so, like... I don't want to. I don't want to just stomp them. I want to play and, and enjoy the game. It's not for me. It's not fun when I get stomped or when we stomp them. I want like a a fun game. See, know? it really annoyed me. And when I was playing World of Warcraft a few months back, that when you they they have like you haven't played in a long time, but no, they have year. like looking for group. You, you've played oh, I thought, for group. yeah, yeah, World, World PvP. Like way way before um, when you actually just had to you know spam chat for people. Yeah. Now that you can just kind of queue up with people, right? Ugh. And they have that for raids now, right? I know. So, um, which which is fine because it kind of gets you it's into raids. Good, but I hate it. It's I, I I like it. Um, but I was playing and no one ever is like if you st- when you you defeat a boss sometimes they have a little cinematic. Yeah. And if you watch it, it's just like people spamming you're a noob and you know kick him. He's never been here before and like just horrible horrible stuff. We feel like so, cinematics, cinematics. 
That was Seiji. <laughs> He's on noob watching no. the cinematic. Back to the gameplay. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's Is just that a real thing. What the cinematic part? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes when you beat special bosses for the first time, and wow, you get like this cinematic cutscene that throws the story. Yeah, you know, Blizzard's high on the oh, big time. It's amazing. I they love do. Them. They have the best, cinematic. but that yeah. slows the game for everyone else. Or? Well, no, are... other people can keep going, but you're in a group of you know 25 people. So your character's not moving. So you're you're not contributing oh, to okay. the overall game anymore. You're watching a cinematic. Well, people yeah. are continuing on, so they you're holding it. them back. Right? Calm down. I, I want to watch the cinema. My first wanna, time here. I want to enjoy the game. You know? That's part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> your look of like skepticism on your face a little bit. No, uh, it's just in this kinds of in this kind of game where you're interacting with other people. I agree to an extent, this, actually. Uh, there's always going to be you know a lot of netiquette. Yeah, problems. Yeah. When you're with random people and not like a guild or friends, you're going to get. I I kind of just brush it off. I kind of find it funny more than anything. It's good. You know, it, it, it just kind of gets under my skin because I feel like there's really no reason for them to be acting Did you ever play League of Legends? Never. This is nothing. Oh, really? That, what we experienced, is so tame compared to the... the, the That's why I avoided it because I hear that it's just such a tough Oh, it's game. so bad. Yeah. And you can talk to each other's team. Oh, oh, that's, that's one thing so I like to rate the other team. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Geez. You see a lot of bullshit going between two teams. And they'll be like... They'll be like... So you'll get... This is... I guess it's kind of fun to talk about this stuff. You'll get someone on your team who will be like... Who will, who will try to separate themselves from their team when they're losing? They're like, "I'm sorry, guys. We're I'm with such a bad team right now." Of course, and they're like, they'll be "They're not doing any better, or even worse sometimes." And they're berating their team to the other team, so that so I guess he's pathetically hoping the other team will acknowledge that at least he's good, <laughs> you know. So that that used to happen a lot. I, I'm really glad that Blizzard doesn't let you cross talk. Man, teams. some people just have these such weird egos. What, what's just like, especially when it comes to the internet. It's just like a monster comes out of them. You know what I mean? Well, like, anonymity. Anonymity. There you go. That really yeah. makes people more of a dick. <laughs> or shows more yeah. of their dick. <laughs> well, we don't want to see wanna. that. <laughs> and, like, and just like dicks, you know, you don't want to be around them. Unless you do. But that's different. That's About analogy. That's Some people do want to be around dicks. <laughs> like a dick that you don't want to be around... That is people on the internet when they're acting like one. Right, CD? Boner barrel. (laughs) (laughs) Strikes again! So we were speaking about cutscenes, so I want to jump to something very cutscene related. Star Fox Zero delayed to 2016. (laughs) We didn't mention that last week. We didn't? I don't think it came out. uh, I don't think we mentioned it, or it came out right after we recorded. So uh, I want to just focus on something important here. Um, The message was delivered to Nintendo's Facebook. Everybody knows by now, but we're going to talk about it. They said, we've been developing Star Fox Wii U uh, with the aim of releasing it this year. Although we felt the development had been progressing well, we now believe that we will need a little more time to work on the areas such as the unprecedented discovery that we want players to experience in the game by using two levels, or two screens, and further polishing level designs and perfecting the tone of the cutscenes. Cutscenes. That's how I I'm interpret this as we are spending more time on cutscenes and that's why the game's being delayed to staging. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Do you not want to play Star Fox now? Well, this is something that Miyamoto said. Right? They, I think, they so. I think several, it is Miyamoto, yeah. yeah. They... they they touch on several things. Mm-hmm. I think mainly it's going to be those those weird controls. A lot of people <laughs> yeah. uh, that play the game have complained about it. So it, it it's okay because it, it's going to be kind of a new kind of uh, gameplay. Right. I mean, it looks very similar to the 64 yeah. versions. So yeah. the new thing, I guess, is the controls. I don't know. But how do you feel about knowing? In terms of the cinematics there you and go. stuff. Well, that's okay, because if it's similar to 64 cinematics in there, I, I didn't mind at all. What if they stopped... What if the cinematics are at the beginning and the end of the stages? 
bookending the stages, if you will. Is that, mm-hmm. is that okay? Do you like that? What if they were short and sweet, so? What if they're over a minute? Too long? Yeah. Okay. Long. Well, like, Star Fox 64, for example. I haven't played it, so I don't even know how long they are. It, it doesn't really have... I guess it kind of does. It has, like, these kind of dialogue sections. But they're talking um, while you're playing, right? Yeah, pretty much. No yeah, 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 exactly, right? So I'm kind of wondering if that's what they mean, or if they're going on, like, full-on cutscenes. I like that about uh, Kid Icarus. The banter was largely taking place while you're playing. Uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Although, again, I do like cutscenes as a way of emphasizing certain story beats and stuff. As a, I like that as as a, as a thing. But I also appreciate having a lot of it told while you're playing, which is nice too. So the thing is that in Star Fox, the the cutscene was really related to what you were doing. So it's really just a complement, like a continuation of mm-hmm. of what of the game, right? It never took control away from you. It does, but it's because it, the the mission has ended. Right, so you 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 beat the boss and then they explosion, yeah, and yeah. then they talk, and then there's a little bit of of banter between them, and then they go to the next planet. So um, that's okay. Where I have a problem is when the cutscene is just like in the middle of stuff, and it has nothing, not much to do with the, the actual game. It's just there to to tell you something, to give richness richness to the world, and all that is fine. It's just that when it's too long and when it's too unrelated to the game, you you're just just there waiting. You cannot skip it and stuff. Yeah, uh, which I don't think is going to be the case. Hopefully not. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. Like Nintendo's not huge on cutscenes, anyways, right? Like no. So um, you guys reminded me of something a little bit. This is a little off topic, and I don't have it down for my news or anything. But I was talking to a friend the other day about the Xenoblade. Nope. Uh, the uh, Shin Megami Tensei Cross Fire Emblem yeah. thing coming out, and how uh, he was really. I didn't really look into it, and I still haven't. But he was mentioning how how like crazy over-the-top sexual and idol-focused they're going. Where I, where I guess I didn't look, pay attention enough, but the Fire Emblem characters are literally idols in this game. Or some shit. You know, Jack Japanese idols, like, you know, pop stars. Oh, oh, oh. It's, it sounded really weird. And he said he's boycotting the game. And I was like, I'm probably Who's still going to get it. Oh, no one you know. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, I was like, huh. I, maybe it makes you want to look into it a little more. Because I remember the boob jiggle from, from E3, but I, but I didn't I even hated... think about it. The trailers for that game. That game, like, the trailers for that game make me want to also boycott it. Because I don't like it at all. It looks just silly. Like, and not in a good way. It just, it looks bad silly. It's just, I guess I had that quick mentality where I love Atlas games. So, like, cool, this will be fun. And then then look into it. And quite quite frankly, the gameplay may be fine. But, like, some other parts of it may look shallow. And I'm just little... Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm concerned. I'm definitely open. Concerned. I want to see. You like both those series, right? Uh, Shimigami and Fire Emblem? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I like both of them a lot. In, in terms of, I don't know if important, is it, is it really like a big game? Is it really important to you? Do you oh, to me? A Persona 4. Do you care for it? Uh, it's one of my favorite RPGs of all time. Mm-hmm. And I only played it a few years ago, and it, and it opened my eyes to a series that I never really cared about and made me feel like I do care about it. I love the Persona games, and I get most of them. As a matter of fact, Persona dancing all night, which is just looks stupid. It's a dancing game, which I, I love rhythm games, so I think the gameplay will be fun, but the dancing looks so weird. But anyways, it comes out, and I'm, ex- I'm excited for it. I got the collector's edition coming, and yeah, I love the Persona series. It's it's pretty great, and I played a lot of them at this point, but and, and I love Fire I mean, Fire Emblem, actually, I can't say I'm a massive fan, because I've only played and beat Awakening, Awakening yeah. but it's hooked into the series. It was an amazing game. It was, and I've bought, I've since bought most of the older ones, I just haven't gotten to them yet, but Fire Emblem, and my partner, Megan, she loves the Fire Emblem series and has played a lot of them. So those are both great games and I think that they could work together really well. But even I remember, now thinking back on it, I remember like 
when I first saw the trailer, that's a weird direction they're going with it because it could emerge. Because the Shin Megami Tensei is not always, it's certainly not. So the Persona series takes place a lot in school and, and modern Tokyo kind of thing. But a lot of the Shin Megami Tensei games take place in like either post-apocalyptic or, or feudal Japan or, and stuff like that. So it could have worked with the Fire Emblem stuff pretty well. But the idea of summing them as Personas kind of thing is that's weird. That's what I mean. I, I, I don't like that as much. It's, it's, it's fan service done wrong, perhaps. I don't even care. Like, I don't love fan service when it's shallow. I mean, well, there's different types of fan service, right? Like, the fan service in Project Cross Zone is awesome. I love it. Uh, but then there's, like, you know, like, sexualized fan service, which can be pretty... I mean, it can have its place if it's not trying to hide that... It, like, I don't like when games... If a game's going to have fan... Like, fan, like Bayonetta, I would say, has fan service, but it wears it on its sleeve, and it's part of the game's identity, and therefore, I, I kind of like it. But a game that's trying to be serious and just has all that shit that I think is shallow and I'm not a big fan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but with this game, the setting is so weird. Like, the direction... Again, this is just based on a couple of trailers I've watched. I don't know what the game's going to be like. But based on the setting they've chosen, like, the idea of them being, like, summoning Fire Emblem characters... Summoning the characters first off and not giving the characters the ability to summon Personas is... Or I'll, I'll say whatever. It might not be called Persona. I don't know what they're going to... Demons, anyways. So the fact that they're being summoned and not summoning and being their own characters is really strange to me. Like, I don't think I like that, but I want to give it a chance. But at the same time, it's, I don't know. I'll tell you this, though. It's going to be really unique on the Wii U. Uh-huh. It looks like it would fit well in the Vita, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a piece P- P- Piss Vita game. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. And I'm asking because, well, if we travel one year to the past. Oh, okay. Right? I remember that. Um, during the last year's E3. Year before. We had yeah. Zelda, we had Shin Megami Tensei, mm-hmm. Cross with Fire Emblem, mm-hmm. um, Star Fox, Yoshi's, and you know, that really, really strong lineup that we thought we were going to have. That we thought we'd already have by now. <laughs> yeah, in 2015. Yeah. And then things got delayed, thing, things got moved, they were released in some part of the world, but not in this one. That's, that um, still bothers me. I don't even know why. And Why then, don't we have Yoshi? Honestly. And then this year C3 was so weak, right? That made us all think that the Wii U was kind of already done. Yeah. Because there was nothing strong for 2016. But now with these delays, with knowing that Shin Megami Tensei also got delayed to next yeah. year. So that, that's and for Persona next year. actually also got pushed back a bit. The main, main Persona coming on PS4 mm-hmm. got pushed back later. Persona too. 5. Yeah, 5, sorry. Yeah. And... So we have, and, and the really, in the biggest of them all, we have Zelda next year. Mm-hmm. So you have Zelda, Shin Megami Tensei, you have Star Fox. I think that's enough for, I mean, of regarding like big hitters. It's good for a for first a whole party, year. But not for a console. It's not enough for a console, enough for one studio or one, one company, I think. But, you know, it's not, when you think about it, it's not. Actually, it's funny you mentioned the 2016. If all the games that are supposed to come out, I mean, from all the platforms come out in 2016, that's ripe for one of the best years in gaming, 2016. So many massive titles that are supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. Now, I bet you half of them will be delayed in yeah, 2017. That's what I figured. And it's kind of, it's just kind of funny because E3, Nintendo was kind of giving a little bit of backhand slaps to their company saying, we're only showcasing games coming out this year. And a bunch of them got pushed back. <laughs> so that's kind of silly. I don't know. I think that those games that you mentioned that get pushed back, are the last gaps of the Wii U before the NX is officially announced. But still, announced. we thought we, were, we, we weren't going to get anything. No, we're but gonna, we're just we're getting the games get... we were supposed to already have. 
That's true. But still, <laughs> it doesn't feel so but much still that is only in that context of how it makes us feel. But on paper, you know, this year is still really strong. This is next a good year. year. Really Actually, strong. this was a good year for for Wii U. I think. We, what did we get? Mario Splatoon, Maker, Splatoon, Mario Maker. We're gonna get Yoshi. Smash. No, Smash was last Smash year. Smash last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're Yoshi, Xenoblade. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get uh, Fatal Frame. Mm-hmm. There are other uh, big releases. I feel like I'm missing Anim- something. Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's like the new Leaf one or the uh, Happy Home, isn't it? No, has the board game tomorrow, is... and then uh, the Amiibo Festival, the which game. they hasn't shown. They haven't shown much of it. Yeah. Oh wait, wait we got Mario Party no, 10 this year. There we go. With the delay, I think that game is going to be something bigger than what they announced. I hope so. And then they have the, the Mario Tennis game. Oh right. So, so it's pretty good. This is a pretty good number. Not all of them are like amazing, but then you think of the quality you get from from Splatoon and. Mario Maker. Well, you, possibly you would Richie. expect two really, like, more, what is beyond AAA? Like, four A's, whatever. <laughs> but that kind of game. You, you, you get two. You get, uh, last year we got Mario, Mario Kart 8. Yeah. And Smash. Yep. This year. And Bayonetta. Bayonetta yeah. 2 was, was a fucking good game. Good game, yeah. Oh, we're getting Devil's Third I'll, this year, too. Oh, oh no, yeah, is that Devil's next Third. year? No, that's this there year. There we go. I changed that. Already out in Japan. Oh, shit. I've been, I've been seeing reviews about it. Oh, I can't wait to get yeah. that. I don't know. I think that next year for the Wii U is also going to be pretty strong. I'm pretty skeptical. If Star Fox is... It's, it's, it's a better version of what they've shown. And Zelda is... If Zelda comes out. If, if it comes out. <laughs> I don't think Zelda's going to come out. I'm really skeptical, man. I want to believe, but I've been, I feel like I don't. I'm scared. And then there, there must be something else. Pikmin 4 oh. might be uh, for, for handheld. Oh, I forgot about Pikmin 4. Pikmin 4 is kind of announced. Wii U, uh, the, even if the Wii U's not strong, you know it would probably be pretty strong, though. 3DS. As a matter of fact, if you include Nintendo, Nintendo as a first party, when you count the 3DS game, that's pr- really good. Yeah, yeah. But we're not talking, we're talking consoles versus handheld. But uh, that's a perfect segue, because you know what's pretty cool? Fire Emblem and, Fire Emblem and Xenoblade characters joining Project Cross Zone 2. Yeah. Speaking of Project Cross Zone, I started replaying it again because I want to. I haven't beat it the first time, and I bought. Is it kind of really funny? It speaks to about my obsessions. I bought this uh, Cross Zone when you when there was the deal where you bought uh, Fire Emblem and what's the other game? Oh, Shin Megami Tensei Four. You buy them both, you got thirty dollars off the eShop. So I bought Cross Zone digitally, of course. This is before I started collecting. So I played through half the game, and then I got distracted. Like, oh, this is a very long game. So, but, but then over the year, over the year when I started collecting, well, I can't, I can't have that. So I bought it physically and I am playing it digitally anyways, but I lent my physical copy to my good friend left. Now he's going to play it. So we're both playing Project Cross Zone. X is in it. So I'm yeah, really excited. So many, and now playing it again, it's like people who skipped over, it's cheap now. I recommend, look, if you like Sega, if you like RTSs, if you like Capcom and you like Namco, there's something for you there. And if you like over the top stuff, something for you there. If you like gameplay like Fire Emblem, there's lots for you there, and uh, and you feel like fan service from all those companies. There's more than enough to keep you happy there. More fan service, I would say, than potentially Smash Brothers. There's so much characters, references, location, music. It's such a big game, and I can't believe that I. I it's just kind of funny because over the year since collecting, I've started to get a lot of the games referenced that I didn't get the first time through. It's like, oh, I wonder if this game's from, and I've been slowly collecting them. And it's neat seeing like I could play this game later on. Is this a game that is coming out? Uh, or is it, uh, was it already released? Oh, right, the news, of course. So, Xenoblade, or Project Cross Zone is, was out two years ago. Project Cross Zone 2 is out February 2016. And the whole reason I brought this up was, uh, Marth, no, sorry, Krom and Lucina from Fire Emblem are going to be in this game. And, uh, Fiora from Xenoblade 
Chronicles have both been announced for, oh, announced for this game. What platform is this? 3DS. Um, and again, recommend it. You can find it really cheap near in town. Is it a fighting game or what? RTS. Uh, strat, well, strat, it's Fire Emblem yeah, type. Okay. Grid based. Tactics, yeah, it's tactics. He's never played. Yeah, I roll. It's so, a tactics type game. It's like tactics in Fire Emblem. I'll, I'll yeah. show you before we go. And um, yeah, so it's it's those three companies: Namco, Bandai, Sega, and Capcom. But now it's only released on Nintendo platforms. So now they're letting Nintendo's letting them put some characters in, and they just announced that. And that's really cool. And it makes me. There's a trailer that you can find online that shows these well, characters. Crown, Crown Lucina has a really good duo to add to it, so that's really cool. It's neat. That, so I don't want to give too much spoilers for Xenoblade, but it's neat that they teamed up Fiora with uh, Cosmos from Xenosaga. Oh yeah. And there's a good reason why. I didn't didn't click to right now to look at the screenshots. Like, oh, that is a good reason to to, to pair them up. So um, very cool. And there's so many characters. Oh, and this and I mentioned San, Sagita Sanshiro last week or the week before yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's going to be in this game oh, too really? that's, a, that's why I brought him up that's awesome so this game's going to be he's not even more like a fan service he's not even a character oh he's a character he's a, yeah, yeah. oh he's you, a character did you look at the description of the episode because I linked all his, all his videos I have watched some yeah, yeah they're yeah, great yeah, aren't yeah. they yeah so it's cool I like uh, I, I thought, like Nintendo's I thought doing that. that he was like a cartoon mascot no, and then no. I looked it up <laughs> and I'm like oh no no he's, he's an ugly he's a, man yeah, he's an ugly Japanese man yeah I get more news, but I just right, I got, you have I, some. I got something in. Um, so it, it's kind of news, almost relating to this fabled Zelda movie TV show oh. that they were that there was talks <laughs> they about. Watch that pretty quick. Um, See bonus peril episode seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> so in an interview with MTV, this is from IGN. Yeah, uh, Tezuka. Who's who's Tezuka? Do you guys know Takashi Tezuka? Yeah, he's legendary producer. Okay, from Nintendo. So he produced Super Mario Brothers. Okay, okay, that's legendary. So yeah, that's legendary. So it says that it would be very fun and awesome if Link was played by a female actress, a boyish Ooh. female actress. Oh, so he wants to still be Link to be not definable. Yeah, that's kind of androgynous. It's a term. Now Miyamoto responds, "This is something I never imagined because Link is very different to how a Japanese person looks." At the Japanese expo I attended, there were so many people in cosplay who looked very good. They would be good actors. And now, so that, that's all kind of fun. They're talking about who could be Link and stuff mm. like that. But here, here's what I found really, really great. Interesting. The pair also discussed casting for a theoretical reboot of a Super Mario film. <laughs> saying that the second time around, the Mario Brothers should have to be played by twins. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there we go. So I think it should be a 3D animated film like Pixar. Personally, <laughs> that's really that's the best your way only to do safe it. way to do Mario. And and this is and once again, this is what I found interesting um, regarding Mario and Link films. Miyamoto stresses that Nintendo does not have anything in the works. Hey, no, let's speculate on their yeah. words on these offhand jovial remarks. But, but, but let me finish. Let me okay, finish. okay. But that the company is definitely interested and open to it. So it it sounds like it's something that they're probably toying with. Right. But I think they want to make sure they get it right. So I'm hoping. I think we might see Mario Rocket Ralph too. There's talk that could that. make sense. That would be cool. Now I want, but to... it, it would probably be a Mario parody. Like, well, it'd be jump, Rocket it'd probably jump. No, no, I think it's supposed to be Mario. Really? Well, they had Mar- they had Nintendo characters in that film. They had Bowser. Yeah. And oh yeah. Donkey yeah. Kong's in it too, isn't he? Or was he mentioned? I just remember Bowser is definitely in it, and Doctor Wall. No, Doctor Wall was cut. He's in the original scenes. Oh, get. was he really? Yeah, that's cool. Now uh, I wanted to do what some gaming sites, some gaming journalism sites, might do. Take those words out of context <laughs> and say, "I this you've heard it here." I wonder Nint- if those words are already out of Nintendo context. Nintendo is saying that they're going to cast a female <laughs> as a male Link, 
And what was the other thing that they said for sure, set in stone? That they're, they want twins. They want twins for the new live-action yeah. Super Mario sequel coming out in 2017. Yeah. Mary-Kate Nashley. Mary-Kate Nashley. <laughs> yeah. So is this an MTV interview? Yeah. I think in that same interview, Miyamoto said something about a Pikmin feature film. Yes, yeah. Well, he they I guess he made like four... Yeah, the, yeah, like the small, minis. Yeah, they yeah. are good. Yeah, exactly, right? So I think Pikmin would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be a good... That would be a really good kind of like DreamWorks Pixar. Yeah, oh, yeah. That would yeah. be a really, really good Did idea. you guys see the trailer for the Angry Birds movie? No, no, no I don't know. I saw that, that they're making... A movie, You're making a really interesting ooh, face. It's bad. Really? It's bad. Because they, ju- they, they, they just grab the characters and it's like a story, like you, like a generic They're story. They're not watching yeah. themselves at pigs? <laughs> it's not in the trailer. Do you see any <laughs> pigs at all in the trailer? Yeah. I okay. feel that, that's their main enemy. Well, are they like, launching at them at all? I didn't see it. No giant slingshots? Or the only the thing that I that I could get from, the, I mean, the resemblance of some characters, but yeah. they, they, their art style is different. And one of the birds explodes, and it's like one of those moments in the trailer, you know, where where there's like music and the yeah, and it stops, and right? And it stops. Yeah. Oops. Oh, uh, so so that's like the, this is where the the laugh goes, right? <laughs> Here's how I would have done the movie trailer: a giant finger comes down, picks the bird up, and throws it into a pig. If it's and then and then like both the bird and the pig are all bloodied, <laughs> yeah. and like they've big bruises. They're on knocking them. down like this yeah. tower and shit. That should have been so much stronger. Just just like a teaser. Where there's this birds and somebody like flings it into some um, into pigs or something, but no, they did the. You know, it's gonna be the, the it's typical celebrity names over the characters <laughs> yeah. who's making the voice. Yeah, yeah that was a sincere side. I said, yeah, they're like, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what you know. You know what franchise video game franchise may also make a good probably like like a Pixar DreamWorks movie, Plants vs Zombies. Ooh. You could you there's something there that you could work. You know, it'd be amazing. I think so. Space here, kicks. Uh, <laughs> Your version of kicks. You might really kick. Dino Wars. I can't remember the name. Dino Wars. Destruction of Spondylus. You gotta say it the right way though. <laughs> Dino Wars. Destruction of Spondylus. And then you're like Dino Wars. Destruction <laughs> de Spondylus. We, we, we never knew the, the Japanese name. We still don't. The, uh, yeah, but you uh, did your Spanish version. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you remember? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, get more news. Final Fantasy Type Zero Online announced for mobile and PC. At TGS oh, today, yeah. Square Enix announced that thing I just said for Windows PC as well as iOS, Android, and Windows iPhone. Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> Type Zero Online is once again set in the world of Orients. According to Square Enix, it is set in a parallel world to the original Final Fantasy Type Zero, which, uh, with a very self-enclosed story I found. It will feature action RPG L gameplay similar to the original Type Zero as well as online multiplayer. On Twitter, Squeenix called Type Zero Online the Evolution of Agito, referring to Final Fantasy Agito, which was announced for iOS, Android, and North America, uh, which I think was cancelled. FF Type Zero Online will launch in 2016 in Japan, and North America and Europe is currently under consideration. There's a trailer you guys can watch on it. It looks uh yeah, looks a little bit like the original Type Zero. I don't know, it didn't didn't really it's like suck me in or anything. But speaking of TGS, there's actually another little... This is weird. Sage, you might love this, considering cartridges is involved. Mm-hmm. Old, this is from IGN. Old school cartridges are making a comeback via smartphone. Ever wanted to use GBA-style cartridges on your mobile device? If so, this may be interest to you. At this year's Tokyo Game Show, Japanese startup company Beat Robo shut off Pico Cassette, a small cartridge which plugs directly into mobile de- device's headphone jack to unlock games. 
As detailed by The Verge, the carts don't actually contain games in the same way old-school cartridges did. Instead, they emit an, aud an audible sound that unlocks its respective app for play on your device, bringing a new term to meaning to the term plug-and-play. <laughs> Currently, the Pico cassette is but a proof of concept. However, BeatRobo is actively uh, looking to land a content partnership to bring more developers on board. So you can see this little image here, and people online can look mm -hmm. at the links or whatever. And it's a uh, little little cartridge that plugs into the. It's uh, crazy that phones are as powerful as Game Boy Advance. They're way stronger. That's than what that. I mean. Like it's just it's just crazy. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't care. Unless you give me analog controls on the phone, I'm not interested. But I was interested. I guess I am interested. I just won't play it. It's just still. Cool. I'm interested like, enough to bring cool. it to the show. Yeah. And so, yeah, another thing: Heavy Rain Beyond Two Souls PS4 release dates coming soon. So, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, I believe, are getting a PS4 release, of course, because everything from last gen is apparently being moved over to the new gen for you to enjoy if you miss it the first time. Although, if I came on one disc, I could see myself potentially buying it if it's up -rest. I mean, I have both those games. Damn, I haven't even, that's why they keep me. I haven't even opened my 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 Beyond Two Souls yet. I got it at Target when it was on sale. So, would I do it again? Maybe. Maybe I would. Those blue cases on the PS4 look nice. <laughs> I do like them. But, uh, yeah, so that's a thing that's kind of, you know, stay tuned for that, I guess. Oh, remember we talked about Kingdom Hearts 2.8 last yes, week? Yes. I got an article from GameSpot that said... Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Strange Name Explained. So we're going to... I haven't read this yet. We're going to find out together. Oh, it's going to give me a headache. <clears throat> when Square Enix announced Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue earlier <laughs> this month, some fans might have wondered what exactly number 2.8 meant in the title. Now, director Tetsuo Nomura has explained the reasoning behind this bizarre name, and the answer itself is tough to comprehend. Here we go. In an interview with Japanese gaming magazine Famitsu, Nomura said that because the games in Kingdom Hearts 2.5 are set before Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, that the game is actually 2.6 in the overall franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Since Kingdom Hearts oh back cover, Kingdom Hearts Unchained is supposed to be the first game in the mainline series that is being represented as zero in the collection, Nova Crystals reports, and lastly, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep is 0 0.1, and that then leads in the Kingdom Hearts 0 0.2 Birth by Sleep. Thus, the 2.8 number comes from 2.6 plus 0 plus 0 0.2. <laughs> Did you understand any of that? I stopped listening, <laughs> because it just it frustrates me. We, we, we talked about it last time, and I, I was kind of like, okay, I guess... That but is that amazing. was more convoluted than... It's all with addition and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to figure out where we're at in Kingdom Hearts? Here's some math. There you go. This like, game is 2.6, but this game is 0 because it takes place before this game. And this game is 0.2 because it takes place slightly after this game. <laughs> I um, love it. I'm have happy. you ever... I've seen people kind of like theorize the order of Final Fantasy games. Have you ever seen anything like that? Where no, they kind of talk about... I, where it's interesting. Well, it, it, it really was, and they kind of talk about being like, you know, Final Fantasy 1, they think, is the first one, because that's all, like, you know... Very, but they're not connected. They're not at all, Except right? Except 10 and 7 have a little bit of a tentative connection from the creator. Also, Tactics, uh, Vagrant Story, FF12, 
and tactics advance, I think, all take place in the same world. Yeah, yeah, right? The Evilese Alliance. Yes, yeah. That was actually the name of my um, Final Fantasy XIV free company was the Evilese Alliance. Um, But I I, I saw people, like, kind of theorizing of, like, where everything goes and, like, based on, like, the technological advancements (laughs) that they had at the time and stuff like that. And it was really fun. It was really fun. It It is fun. It was obviously... Everyone knows that they don't have anything to do with one yeah, another, except, except for that. But but this was just uh, when ten was the most recent. So this, I've, oh, I haven't read this. Yeah, this is really old. Um, but uh, yeah, kind of fun. Way forward is uh, working overtime on Shantae Half Genie Hero, the Kickstarter funded Shantae Genie Hero. Okay, so the Shantae is, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Shantae is awesome. I just want to say how ridiculous that sounds. Have you ever played Shantae? No, I just want to say, oh. I want everyone to realize how ridiculous Half Genie Hero sounds. Half Genie sounds. Hero sounds great. Look, uh, the first Shantae came out in Game Boy Color. It's cult classic. Super expensive. I'll probably never own it. And then there is a, a sequel, I think, either for the DS or it came out via DSi. I do have that one. There's another one that came out, I think, kind of recently for the 3DS. Again, digital only. And then this one. But the reason why I'm mentioning this, aside from the fact that it's almost done, is I believe I already mentioned that the newest one coming out is getting a physical release in Japan. And I don't like that. It's not fair that we're not getting one, but they get one. And I'm going to end my news part on a positive note from... Now, I'm not going to call Cobb this week, but I think Cobb would be angry about this. Because Phil Spencer, Cobb's hero, Mm -hmm. said something kind about Nintendo. Not the first time. Yeah, and no. <laughs> I, I was talking to Cobb about this. He called me when he heard about the recent thing, and he was pissed, man. He was swearing. He was saying he was going to never play Xbox again. He was going to be done with games that Phil Spencer has sold him out, that he's betrayed all of the Xbox fans, that he's never going to give any money to the Halos ever again. Okay. He was throwing beer cans. He was pushing over tables. He, he threatened to throw his Xbox One controller and you won't believe what he's like the reason why like I got I almost I was like well Cobb what did he say what did you know did he say he's quitting Microsoft to work for Nintendo or something <laughs> so I got I got what he said so I'm ready this is why this is what set Cobb overboard so this is quoted from Phil Spencer head of Xbox in case you didn't know the one thing that I probably find a little distasteful is the discourse around games is the divisiveness that people try to build between platforms it becomes more about what a piece of plastic I own than what games I'm playing it becomes more about somebody else failing then failing than the things I love succeeding. I don't think that is a good place for our industry. I know that's not everybody and it's easy to find the pockets of that vitriol and kind of think that's what that that is gaming. But I'm not going to embrace that. I'm going to actively push against that. People sometimes will make fun of me that I mentioned Sony or I mentioned Nintendo. It's not to placate anybody or make them think I'm some kind of good guy. My job isn't really to keep you from buying something else. My job is to make you proud of what we offer and to give you an enjoyable experience of the product we have. That's hundred percent of what I'm focused on. It's a cool message. I think I think Phil Spencer just went up in my book. Yeah, me too. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't know, know what Cobb's problem. Well, is. Cobb doesn't want Cobb. I think Cobb might be one of those people who wants everybody else to fail and only his to remain. You know, and he just he felt really betrayed by Phil Spencer. You well, know? I have some news that Cobb may enjoy oh. if he's out there. Oh, listening. he's listening. So, um, Star Wars Battlefront yeah. three, yeah, the beta. Begins next month. Cool. October 6th, or sorry, October 8th to October 12th, so probably like a weekend or whatever. Mm. Um, and it's open to everyone. Cool. So PC, PlayStation 4, and the Xbox One, play some Battlefront 4. I believe that's a game that, three, sorry. a game that both Cobb and myself could enjoy equally. I agree, and that's, and that's the beauty of this game. I will play that game. I'm very excited for it. I love the first two. 
Um, I thought the gameplay that we saw, some of it looked more cinematic-y than gameplay, but some, I think we did see gameplay as well. Oh, yeah, I think we did. Um, looked it great. looks really cool, so looks I'm very... phenomenal. Yeah, I haven't said that in a while. Yeah, no, I was so, just thinking that. Um, but yeah, yeah, say it. Phenomenal. <laughs> um, so players will be able to check out Walker Assault on Hoth, the yeah. co-op survival mission on Tatooine, Bam. and the drop zone on Sullust. Cool. So yeah, it's really, really cool. I'm excited. I don't know. I like. I have like a mediocre PC. Like I'm not part of the PC master race. PS4, my friend. This, well, I won't Hold have it. I PS4. won't have it by then for you the sure? demo. It's like oh, for the demo, but we have for the game. Oh, have for the game. Yeah, definitely. Maybe you have for the demo. We never know. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Yeah. yeah. So let's hopefully get in. All right. Up next, part two of self-imposed game challenges. So I'm going to start off with a bunch of different Zelda challenges. Oh wait, so real recap. Self-imposed game challenges, in case you didn't listen to part one. Those are like, uh, you know, when, it, when, a, when players find ways to make the games that they love way harder than developers intended. And uh, in what did we go through the first uh, part of this? Uh, I talked about Switzerlanding in Super Smash Bros. Uh, what Where, the hell is that? When Super Smash Bros. Oh, Super Smash Melee? I think right, the right. GameCube one. Uh, you can, or is it original? First two, so the first yeah, yeah. six one GameCube one. Um, you get, get there was points. Yeah, and you would get awarded a ridiculous amount of points if you deal no damage, take yeah, no damage. Right. So, uh, I talked about Nuzlocking and Pokemon, and I also spoke about uh, leveling a level, a max level character in the neutral zone of World of Warcraft, which is less hard. Well. More difficult mentally than it is physically. <laughs> and Seiji spoke about... His his Pokemon, Reggie Lee. Right, hardcore Pokemon, competitive Pokemon, yeah. which is definitely... so. And you also spoke about Carablaster. Oh yeah, my yeah. my personal Carablaster yeah. challenges. And uh, update on that, I've beat the truck boss nice. on my no weapons upgrade yeah. challenge, so I'm moving on. It's beautiful. So, I'm going to kick this one off with Zelda challenges. Let's start with some various ones. i got a lot of Zelda challenges. The three heart challenge... Complete the game without getting any additional heart containers. You can complete these challenges in pretty much all Zelda games, save for some of the following. Can't do it in the Avenger Link. You start out with four hearts. And A Link to the Past. Dependence and Crystals will only appear after collecting the heart container. Yeah, yeah. Link's Awakening. The boss room leading to the Instrument of the Sirens will only open after collecting at least one. Skyward Sword. The game starts with six heart containers. And Hyrule Warriors. The heart containers are obtained when leveling up. So those are the ones you can't do it in, but you can do that in, in, like, in the other one. Majoras. Yeah. So a lot of this I got from a Zelda wiki page and a few other sources. There's the Uber Orcarin of Time Challenge. Three hearts, no heart pieces at all. Buy the giant's knife and break it as soon as possible. Use it at all times except the graveyard and fight with Ganon because you need to use it yeah. one. You gotta get all medallions, only one bottle, no capacity upgrades, no deaths, death counter the file select must say zero zero zero. No iron boots, no great fairy gifts except magic meter and dense fire, no gold sculptula uh, <laughs> You need the iron boots, don't you? I can't. I don't know. I've played a long time. I'm pretty sure you need them for the water temple. Maybe you don't. Probably. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, it says no That's iron boots. Challenge me. I yeah. guess so. Yeah. No gold sculpture. Family gifts. No Goron bracelet. No fire bracelet. No 
Fire Arrows, no Lens of Truth, no Long Shot, no Silver Scale, no Zora Tunic, no Gerudo Token, no Maps or Compasses, no Big Orange Sword, can't cheat, that's the Game Shark, no Crooked Cartridge, no Din's Fire, so the Water Temple, no Megaton Hammer except for Volvagia, no use of Deku Sticks, cannot use Power Crouch Stab, cannot use Bottle except for Rudo's Letter, cannot learn any songs except the ones required, must have Shadow Medallion before entering Forest Temple, must fight Dark Link. And that is that challenge. Apparently, Uber challenge. but you can still get opponent. Yeah, <laughs> you can still get a bonus. Well, it says it says no songs. You don't you can't, need so you have to go find her every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need you need opponent song oh, to so get her right. There you go, so, yeah, you know opponent. So that's a pretty hardcore that's, challenge. That's pretty. Look at Sagey playing a game while we're recording our beautiful <laughs> show. Yeah. But we're a gaming podcast. It seems, <laughs> it seems appropriate. It's not all games. Plus, besides, you don't need to really pay attention when playing certain games. <laughs> what what Sage is playing? <laughs> I don't want to say talk bad. No, I, I know. We just let people's imagination. Let them wild. think. What, yeah. Oh, please! If you're listening, comment. What game do you think Sage is playing right now on his tablet? Yeah, you comment, okay. and if you're okay. right, you win yeah. something cool. I just wanted to make sure I knew what it was. <laughs> so Majora's Mask. This challenge. This one's really cool. This challenge requires you to beat the game without resetting time, other than the first time you have to when you get your ocarina. As you may or may not know, the game world is destroyed after three days, so a regular re- playthrough requires a lot of resetting. So some rules for this challenge that I could find. You may only play the Song of Time once when you get the Ocarina. And there's a few other optional rules. No getting any item upgrades, no additional bottles, no bottles except items except when needed. No heart contains a piece of heart. So you don't really need to do those last ones because it's already hard Man, enough to beat it. But that's cr- there's playthroughs. You can do it. That's crazy. You would have to speed. That's pretty much a speed. You run. have to know exactly yeah. what you're doing, where to do it. My girlfriend is, is a master of Majora's Mask. Um, she? Yeah, a masker. Yeah, she very uh, much, uh, very uh, much uh, so is. Um, I'm gonna bring that up. She might want to do it. <laughs> well, there you go. If she does, let me know. Yeah. Uh, there's another one. I I skipped by accident. Original Legend of Zelda. No sword run. Complete the game without getting any sword. All other items and upgrades allowed. Wooden sword run. Do not get the white or magic sword. A variation of this exists with Link's Awakening. That's it. Now, one thing that that I actually just learned like two days ago about Shit, about this, this challenge news. is that. You can actually beat Ganon. You can. Or you can't. can't. Yeah. So you, I need, think you need. You need the it. sword. It's pretty much the no sword challenge in the original Zelda game is make it to Ganon yeah. with no sword, but you you need the sword to defeat him. To There's no it. way around it. Apparently, you can't beat him with the bombs. I no, for sure he's invisible. You need to hit him with the sword to make him visible. Then you got to shoot him with the arrows. Oh, so I don't. I don't. Years. Apparently, the bombs don't work for Ganon to make him visible. I think it still counts. Like, if oh, you beat oh well, that, that, it's still a challenge. And it's absolutely yeah, it's it's like, like that's what I mean. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not arguing that at all. But apparently you just that's pretty much as far as that particular challenge will go. Did I make a joke last week or last time about beating a freemium game without uh, paying money? I think you did. All right, well, well please please go back and listen to that again. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, if that joke wasn't enough the first time, just the memory of it. Should but you last don't beat year. freemium games. Yeah, well, maybe, but I, can't I guess they have like sometimes max level or whatever. So that's all I got for Zelda. Is there anything else that you could think of? For well, those? I have uh, no no it's Zelda ones in, in particular. But one thing I, w- I want to say about Zelda, I didn't I didn't impose this challenge to myself. Yeah. But I beat uh, Link Between Worlds without dying once. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of an easy Zelda. It, I agree. It was easy. It was it's really kinda, easy. It I mean, was. I'm going to take away from this. It was it's kind of easy. It, I'm not. I'm yeah. not saying it was a I huge achievement, yeah. but I was still at the end when I I didn't even realize it until I beat it, and then it's like zero 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 deaths. I was like. Wow, that's not too bad. And I got like every heart piece and I upgraded everything. I did I hundred percented it with no deaths. There's a couple of games But not on hero mode. Okay. There's a couple of games that in themselves are self imposed game challenges to play. Uh Battletoads. Yeah. Battletoads two player. 
and, <laughs> and ghouls and goblins. Yeah, yeah. Those, are, those are their own versions. You don't need to add anything to them. Imagine, well, like, like ghouls and goblins cannot get hit ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, like battle toads with a with a with a partner is more challenging than battle toads by yourself. So trying battle toads with someone would be ridiculous. So yeah. Yes. What do you got? So I have some very left ones here. So here we go. Some strategy games. So it, there are actually achievements in both of these games for Steam. Um, I've I've done one of them, but I didn't try the other one. And that's basically it applies both to Total War and to Civilizations. I'm mostly just kind of talking about Civ Five. Um, but but basically what this challenge is: wake up, wake up, Rob. <laughs> um, to consistently be at war with every single person you ever meet in the game. So with with Total War, it's the name of the game is Total War. So that's kind of like kind of the the pun on it is that as soon as you meet on the very first turn, everyone that you know, everyone every every other nation that you're associated with, go to war with them immediately. Um, and then anytime you encounter a new nation, immediately go to war with them. And in Total War, you're constantly building an army, you're constantly taking territory. So you can it's it's something that you're always prepared to do. Mm-hmm. Um, in Civilization, it's a little bit different because Civilization, sure, there's a military win, but there's like, you know, many different types of victories in Civilization games. So there's a lot more of a challenge to it in those in that particular game because, you know, you can play that game without a very potent army right. and still get first place overall between all the other Civilizations. Um, but they're pretty fun challenges. I did do it in Total War. Um, it was hard, yeah. but I did, I did manage to get through it. Um, where you just can war all the time. Um, so that was one, and that I have attempted. As well. I know of another Total War challenge too. Actually, just play it. No, I, that was the easy one. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to someone talk about Total War. <laughs> that's why Total War challenge. Someone who who likes it, and then they're telling me about it. Um, what do you so got anymore? I got <laughs> Total I, War stuff. No, no, there's okay. only one. Um, <laughs> I was teasing. It was good. No, no, yeah, it's yeah. informative. Um, the other one I have are some whoa, power whoa. Oh, okay, you want to go? Well, no. Sage, Sage, you, you, got, you have a challenge for us? Have you guys... Uh, you guys been playing uh, Mario Maker, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you fucking... Damn, that's true. That whole game is like <laughs> crazy-ass challenges. Have you played... Well, do you guys know Pangea Panga? Mm. He's a guy. Oh. So he makes... So even before like uh, Mario Maker, he was making oh. really crazy levels for uh, uh, for the Mario World. So yeah, Mario yeah. World. So he started making uh, le- the, the hardest levels. I've heard about this uh, for Mario Maker. They're crazy, and and he uploads his completion uh, levels. Today I played a couple of them. Oh, well, I I found them. I'm following him. I'm yeah. I'm trying to advance as much as possible. <laughs> and it has thousands of playthroughs, no completions. Yes, yeah, some of the levels they have like fifty five thousand um, tries, no completions. It's crazy. They're great. So there you go. That is a self-imposed challenge right now for me. But look <laughs> it up. Look, look, uh, just like P A N G A Panga uh, mm-hmm. on on YouTube or whatever. You'll see those those crazy levels. We're definitely gonna talk about that game in full. It's a lot of fun soon. soon. Yeah, yeah, and get that. There, there's a lot of like people saying that there's like troll levels that are just like I made a troll level. <laughs> <laughs> what one? The one that <laughs> the, the one that one? you don't do anything. Oh, oh, okay. and it takes you zero point five seconds to win the fight. Yeah, I don't want to get on a tangent, but what is with those? I don't. Do you, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I put all of our one of our levels codes in the last description of the last episode. Oh, did you? So anybody who wants to find it can look at that. I'll put them in this one too. Yeah. So if you want to find.
online and follow the BB crew as we occasionally make levels, then that's a thing. Also, our bonus barrel levels will be up when we do them next week. So yeah, that's nice. where we have to challenge each other with. With uh, I've already made my stage. I might tweak a little more, but I'm pretty excited about it for you guys. Uh, but yeah, that whole that's a good point. Like Mario Makers is full of. But yeah, you're at the automatic stage. Like, we'll talk about this. Yeah, we're not going into that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The other day, I was doing like a hundred Mario challenge, and I got you like, can unlock a lot of stuff. Like. From the eight levels that I did, you have to play. Yeah, like five of them were auto, auto levels. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, they're not fun because they're. I mean, sometimes they look cool. Actually, I'll tell you one one more thing about that. This is totally off topic, and I, I don't want to linger. But some people have been making music levels, and I played through one that's Chala Headchala, mm-hmm. and you just run, and they use the sound yeah. effects to make music. And I've heard uh, Smash Bros. theme. And, yeah, yeah. I don't like auto levels, and those are kind of auto levels, but those I I think are cool. A little because, more respect. They're like little rhythm yeah. things that they made, and I think that's neat. All right, so they're okay, but you see, the problem with those levels is the same problem I have with like cutscenes in general. It's it's there for spectacle. Is there for you yeah, to yeah, see, yeah, not yeah. to yeah. experience? That's why I so like the auto levels. So it's fun. Yeah, the auto levels are like the same. They're, they're fun, but they should have a like a their own category, and it's, it should yeah. be easy enough to check if. You know, you you kind of like simulate a playthrough, and you just flag it like this is an auto. Yeah, I don't want to play them because there's nothing to play. And I, you see a couple that are cool, and that's usually enough for me. I was like, okay, this is cool, but I don't want to. All I'm doing is watching a bunch of shit fly around. As you, these have been these have already existed for for years. These auto these concepts, these auto levels, and yeah. they were cool when I first saw them. But I don't want to play them. There's no uh, to those there's a saturation them. right now in my yeah. Uh, here's another challenge I have, and this is a really hard one. I I figured, Final Fantasy X no sphere grid challenges. So I got a lot of information on this one. So hold on to your butts. In this challenge, you are not allowed to touch the sphere grid at all. Your characters do not gain new abilities or increase their stats. So perspective, Final Fantasy X, you'll level up and you get you get the ability to purchase spheres on this massive grid and kind of customize your character and unlock strength, HP, and all that stuff. You can't with this challenge. You don't ever advance your character. Pretty much, you learn. You can learn overdrives. Um, you can get stats. Well, I'll I'll continue. But just know that this is massively limited. You are playing an RPG, and the whole point of an RPG is customizing your characters and making them powerful. That's how you that's how you beat these games. And most of the time, that comes with just leveling up. You'll get these stats increases. But in this game, you have the part you purchase point on a grid to make a character the way you want to do it. It's a very, it's an awesome game system. It was, I love it. It was it. great to kind of see them break out of the conventional like numerical level up system. What's really crazy about this, this fear grid is that you can technically open it up so one character can learn everything. Yeah. yeah. And now, and it's massive. Like, it's, it's really cool. So everybody's character starts a different, so the fear grid is this gigantic, massive like grid and your characters start in different spots to have abilities that kind of relate to them but you can eventually break into their grids to learn their abilities other abilities you can min max and make incredible characters so in this in this challenge you can't do that that is ridiculous i can't put it into a comparison outside of an rpg of how hard this would be but it's i I honestly don't think that's even possible but it is yeah so in this challenge like i said so so these are some things i could find online some guides and stuff Exploiting monster elemental weaknesses and using status effects such as death and stone. Other options include stone, blind, slow death, zombie, poison, etc. Running away is used uh, all the time. It's suggested in one fact that if you're going to fight that you need to use aeons and weapons with status effects. Your characters will be extremely weak and will die easily. So you have to summon aeons at the right time to take a hit. Because in 10, you can see your enemy order. So you have to find ways to do that. Now, 
Aeons are the key to passing the early stages of the game. They have high HP and do high damage. Unfortunately, they're slow. They level up based on how many battles you're in, and once they cap at 9999, there's no way in leveling them up. You have to pay attention to timing. You need to do. You need to pay attention to who goes when. You have to know the patterns, triggers, and counters as well. You need to know when to summon a strong Aeon to take that damage for you. You need to use things like Shell and Protect. Also, spells like Reflect. There's, power, there's break techniques like Power Break, Magic Break, etc. And finally, this is the most important one, Trio of 9999. This is an overdrive mix for Riku. It makes the numerical value of all actions 99999. This means, that's four nines. This means damage and healing. A simple potion will then heal you for, well, I'll just say 10,000 so it's easier. Uh, an Albad potion will heal everyone. A Phoenix Down will revive and heal everyone for nine, or for 10,000. Overdrives that hit multiple targets will hit for 10,000 each hit. Overdrives aren't usually used more than once a battle, so this is where other things shine. Riku can then use uh, elemental gems, which do five consecutive attacks each. And each one, so you're basically hitting for fifty thousand damage so that, a turn. That's the so damage, that's how you yeah. get through it. You, but you, but you keep in mind these are the, the literal definition of a glass cannon. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> this is a taste of the insanity of the no sphere good tra- challenge. Um, so that's yeah. That's so that's basically like. I mean, I, don't, I can't imagine how difficult you have to run away all the time. You have to, use, you have to manipulate and know the system perfectly in order to. To do that yeah. kind of thing, it's not tough. That's yeah, very tough. I, I, you can find videos in, in guides online. I, I suggest checking that out. What do you got? Well, another king of Final Fantasy. Um, I like that. This one's for Final Fantasy VI. Um, oh, right. So one of it's my favorite Final Fantasy by far. Second best um, Final Fantasy. I'm heard. glad at least you say second at least. <laughs> you're not like ten or something crazy. Um, so Final Fantasy VI without equipping espers. So for for those of you that don't know, espers are like the demigod creatures that basically teach your character spells. Yes. So without this challenge. Only, I think, Terra and Celeste are the only people that can learn spells naturally. And they only have maybe four or five spells. Right. Um, so that's kind of one way to go about it. And if you're min-maxing the game, which which I've done that of with course, this, I think I have to, um, you use the Espers because they give you level-up bonuses when you yeah. have that certain Esper quiz. So you, you'll be losing that as well. Game. Um, for an extra challenge, uh, no using any items in battle, which is kind of like a very... Basic I usually avoided that anyway. You know what I, I mean? Hated I, I agree. I'm a, I hoard things like crazy yeah, in an item, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna need this for later. I'm gonna need this for and later. I then I beat it. the game, and I'm like, oh, I yeah. have like a hundred potions I'm I've never touched. Um, and the very hardcore um is to beat this game with only three characters. Because the little spoiler, at one point in the game, you lose everybody, you have to re-get all your characters. Mm. Um, the only three characters you have to get is Celeste, Edgar, and Setzer. Oh, man, so, no, Locke, what's the point of playing that game? <laughs> I hate Locke is my least favorite. Locke's the best character. No, he's not. He's yeah, he's cool. So that's basically... Treasure Hunter. And then, and then on top of getting only those three characters, when you go to the very last level of Kefka's Tower, you need to form three parties to go through it, and to do that with just Celeste in one party, mm. Edgar in one party, Setzer in the other party. So that would be... That's hard. That would be quite that's the hard. challenge. That would be quite the challenge. Um, especially if you don't allow espers. Because if you min-max them, yeah, you can do that. Especially with Celeste. She's a very powerful character. Runic. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that's a really cool challenge. Um, I've, I've, I've been able to defeat, like, the last boss with just... Because at the last boss, you have, like, your whole roster to fight. What a jabroni! Yeah, and I've I've been able I beat them in like you know a few minutes with only four characters. No one ever getting knocked yeah. out, right? Um, but they that, die currently in that fight, don't they? I don't think so. I thought, they, I thought their endings were tweaked. The characters died. In no, fight. no, they're all there I'm at sure. the end. Yeah, they're all there at the end. I don't know I thought that. Um, cool, so yeah, that, that that's a really cool challenge, um, especially with just those three characters, because. Especially Setzer. I, I, Setzer's I like, like my Setzer. least favorite. Yeah, he's almost, crap. So. Him and what Locke. a douchebag. No, Locke's Locke. cool. I don't, I don't Locke's a treasure hunter. <laughs> <laughs> he's a thief. So, uh, just on top, to, to piggyback that, 
Final Fantasy 1, Party of White Mages. Yes. That's yeah, a challenge. Yeah, I've heard that. Final Fantasy 8, No Junction Challenge. I didn't research this one. That sounds like hell. Um, that's not as severe as the Final Fantasy 10 one, because you still can level and get HP and shit. But that that's really hard. Junctioning yeah. is how you make your stats good. You, you put spells into stats, and it pumps up the stats. That's, that's, I, that's the first Final Fantasy game I ever mastered. I love 8. Um, so this one, this, there's also another FF6 natural magic challenge I saw, which is no espers yeah, yeah. or equipment with spells. Yeah, yeah. So you so. only... It's just the cell lessons, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Celeste and Terror, I believe, are the only two that can naturally learn spells. There's also the Final Fantasy XI No Experience oh, Challenge. Oh, Ram and Strago, I guess, could oh. learn spells, too. Okay, you're right. Final Fantasy XII No Experience Challenges, something to do with the, the license board and getting no experience. I didn't know. <laughs> these are ones I, these are, these are the list now are ones I didn't look into, ones I saw that were things. Ninja Gaiden, No Damage. Uh, World of Warcraft. <laughs> what do you do, just reset the game if you take damage? No, no, you guess you just game over here. <laughs> <laughs> World of Warcraft Iron Man Challenge. I think that's actually pretty elaborate, so I didn't look into it. It was, like, big, so that's one that we, I'd love to talk about sometime. Guitar Hero 2 Cheat Mode, Performance Mode, I think it takes away all the notes and stuff, and you just have to play blind. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, so those are the extra ones I got that I never talked about. Did you have any other challenges that you're aware of, Sage? I had a really silly one. Let's hear it. Are you playing a lot of um, Hearthstone lately? <laughs> Is that the freemium deck challenge? <laughs> you can do pretty good with those cards, yeah, so I'm teasing. Could. No. It's, it's a really stupid thing. Okay, let's hear it. It's just that I play it so much that I I sometimes uh, miss quests, right? So you, you, you log in daily to get a new quest. Yeah. And if you don't do it, you can change it. But you can only do it once a day. Yeah, time. I've done that. You can change it? You, you cancel a quest, you get a new one. Oh, once, I, I once didn't know that. I didn't know that. Once a day. Once yeah. a day, though. Yeah. That's, That's how I get rid of the characters I never play. Yeah. I, don't want, I don't want to make a warlock deck, so I just close it and uh-huh. wait for a new one. Yeah. So, uh, in my mind, I call it the super quest, right? Okay. So I, I wait until I get three, and then I keep canceling quests until I, I, I got like five, or I mean, I get, I get three quests that I can complete at the same time, <laughs> right? And, and I won't do the quest until I can get, so let's say you get like three hunter dominations or something like that, right? Right, right now I have one that is, you have to play... Five tavern brawls, and I have two for for priests, two priest dominations. So, so you need to basically do tavern brawls as a priest five times, five times, yeah. and you'll complete all these. Yeah, and I, and, and, and I lose if I. I mean, yeah. I have to get the completion of the three at the same time. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you have to get rid of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> this one that I'm doing. Uh, more, that's that's so limiting in a freemium type game too, because it's just like it's so counterproductive. But <laughs> I love it. I think it's a great one. That's funny. Yeah. It's something that I do sometimes. I've done it like thrice, and he's like a super quest. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty, uh, pretty fun. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Any any other ones on top of your head? There's so many old games that just yeah, qualify that's, as that's their own I mean, challenges. Like, you know, I wish... I know there's more. I can't think of the like, so I'm I, not going to... You know, honestly, like, beat, like, a game trilogy in a night. Like, beat the Ninja Gaiden trilogy in a night. Beat the Super Star Wars games in a Ooh. night. You know what I mean? Like, it's more of a marathon than a self-imposed game challenge, but... You could try something like that. You could do like extreme game challenges yeah. where you like chain yourself. Feed to... all Donkey Kong Country games. No, like I'm thinking like you hook uh, your Super Nintendo and, and an electric chair together, and if you get a game <laughs> over, you get lethally shot. <laughs> or you could be hanging over a pit of sharks. 
And like you, your imaginations run wild with that. Yeah, one. and you're you're playing the game, and there's a fuse gets lit, and you have to beat the level, and then you stop the feud. It's like a gamer version of Saw. <laughs> you know, you're basically you you're, want to play your it's game? like Double Dragon. If you kill the other player while you're playing through the game or Battletoads, you get them killed. You get to live, and your friend dies for real. You literally have to kill your you friend. You have to kill your friend, but you're playing a video game, so it's, it's a little more accessible. I think I'd watch. I don't like torture porn. I don't like those type of movies. That's a type of movie. Yeah, you That's a of, genre. You know, of torture porn. It's not like real well, like, porn. It's like oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like you know, like you know how it's just like a it's like a desensitized version. Of like man, I love all the torture in these movies. It's so gratuitous. Oh, just like like a Saw movie. Yeah, yeah. That's torture. Yeah, okay, porn. okay. Yeah, anyways, I don't like those types of movies. But if you know you bring some battle toads into it and you're playing a game, maybe I can watch that. Like you're hang- like you're you're at the edge of a, top of a like, building. I'm just like imagining what was that movie, The Wizard? Yes. And it's just like it's you playing like Mario three, but yeah. like they're whoever- suspended yeah. on, on, on like the bottom of a giant bridge over a canyon, and every time they lose one drops. I think I might know my next uh, my next cover for for the episode. There we go. There we go. Yeah. I'm gonna show real self imposed game challenges where you lose, it's game over forever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty good episode, if I do say so myself. We had a lot of good time. There were some laughs. CG got some gaming done. Um, <laughs> hey, actually, a little bit of a nice bonus update. Our first game talk episode, it's like 60, 70% complete. Yes, yeah. we're almost there. Uh, I'm excited yes. for it, man. From Jet, we're pulling, we got some real footage in there. I don't know, Sage, you has you, known. There's the, footage. The world yeah. will get to see my hands. hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we're really, we're pulling all the stop for this, this one. And it's, it's exciting. And then maybe we'll do some more sooner. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it won't take as long for us to get it, it done. longer than, but yeah, but it's, it's exciting. And then we're, we're recording together. How's the blog post going? Well, <laughs> we have a website. So. But I mean to, you know. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. It'll happen. Fans need to cry out. They might be more casual because I was, the one I was writing, it was like very complicated to write. Or not complicated, but I had to find like a lot of examples. It might be just mm-hmm. an opinion. If it's just opinion. Do a, an edit, what, editorial? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do one of those. Yeah, it might be that easy. Style. Just have fun. This is, this is what Sagey I talk. Sagey yeah. says. Sagey says. says. There you go. Sagey says gaming. Uh, or Sagey saves gaming. Oh, I like that one. Transition to closing. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bonus Barrel. You can find us at bonusbarrel.com. You can leave comments. Twitter at Bonus Barrel, uh, CartridgeClub.org. We are findable there. And Is that a word? Yeah, sure. Maybe. YouTube. Please look. Click at the link in the description. Do it our YouTube. Watch our sweet ass YouTube videos and like and subscribe. We are still 471 subscribers away from being able to get our own URL. My dream is by the end of the year to have be 460. Five. Yeah, yeah, that's reasonable. That's something that's, that's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah get like yeah. five more. So it's in the realm of possibility. Yeah, I think so. No sock accounts, Greg. And yeah, so <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, I don't know what next week's channel, next week's topic is, but I'm sure it'll be exciting. Sage gets to pick it. So look forward to. Yeah. So thanks for listening. This is Rob and Left Sage. Have a good one.